Positioning is one of the hardest things we now have to do as businesses. Businesses today have no choice but to connect with the three demands of being free, perfect, and now. With all the latest demand and competitive pool for customers to choose from, knowing how to position your business in a specific place in the hearts and minds of your customer can make or break your growth. This is one of the hardest topics to talk about. Most brands struggle to identify their difference, really. I'll be referencing Zag by Marty Neumeyer and the Porter's positioning strategy to talk you through some ideas that you might be able to apply to your business. Why is it so hard to differentiate? Well, we're overwhelmed by product, advertising, feature, message, and media clutter. Evidence showing we are now paying less and less attention because we are getting more and more adverts in our face on a regular basis. People create brands to bring order out of the clutter. An old school traditional advertising technique is aiming for the short term gains, but it's at the risk of long term effectiveness, which is what brand building is all about. It's knowing who you're talking to. It's getting crystal clear on how you put it into the perspective of the customer and how you represent yourself. What we want is radical differentiation, separating brands from high performance brands. It gets you on the fast track to having more people buy more stuff for more years at a higher price. Porter talks about four particular strategies. The first one is cost leadership strategy. This is something that Aldi, McDonald's, and Ikea all have in common. When you're looking at this strategy, you should be reviewing your current supplies and their costs, technology and innovations that can reduce processes, um, your speed and efficiency, your people cost and their progression, your management team skills. So with that particular strategy, what you're aiming for is to be the lowest possible price um, and to have the most efficient systems in place so that you can continuously be beating competitors based on based on your price. The differentiation strategy is something that Nokia, Starbucks, and Apple have all incorporated. Differentiation strategy is where businesses focus on differentiating in products and services from competitors. So this is a focus strategy which has a wide spectrum from full product diversity to unique features within a core product. This is understanding your customers really well, understanding the competitors and the market really well. So when looking at differentiation strategies, you should be reviewing your current product or service portfolio, your competitors, uh, trends with customer feedback, current resources and effort to innovate. So I think that's a massive thing is you're constantly looking at how you can improve things, how you can change things, how you can grow. Cost focus strategy is the third one that Porter talks about. And this is pretty much, it's like cost leadership, but there's extra things that you should be considering. Like how big is the niche market you're operating in or working towards? Can you provide the product or service at a cheaper cost than competition? Can you maintain the quality required to be a leader in the niche market? What is your level of cost per customer to become leader within this market? So it's the same thing. It's just a lot more focused. And you can do the same with the fourth strategy, which is differentiation focus strategy. In addition to the factors of differentiation, you should be considering how big is the niche market you're operating in or working towards? Similar sort of thing. Does the market lend itself to differentiation? So do people care about that? What is the size of the market versus the investment required to differentiate? And what new features or products will make you successful? Now, that is the, the Porter strategy. I'm going to take that one step further in terms of the differentiation aspect. And I'm going to talk about Marty's book. Marty talks about how you can zag when your competitor zigs. So he talks about finding your zag, designing your zag, and building your zag. One of the tools he talks about, which is a better way to judge a new offering, is to map customer feedback against a success pattern. When you draw a chart with two axes, one for good and one for different, 
you can see how your business concept stacks up against other successful Zags. The good access can include any attributes that customers typically value. Good aesthetics, low price, high functionality, ease of use, speed, power, style, and so on. These are the qualities in which most offerings compete. The different axis is for any attributes that make an offering different. These can include attributes that customers may characterize as surprising, weird, ugly, fresh, crazy, offbeat, novel, and so on. Companies need to think like artists when they're looking for new market space because new market space or white space is the secret to zagging. White space is pretty much looking for a job people already are trying to get done and helping them do it. Jobs-based innovation, opposed to product-based innovation, helps you get around the difficulty of testing a product that has yet to be commercialized. One of the key things that he mentions as well is trends. So trends give brands a massive boost. Starbucks got a boost from the trend um, heading towards more of a European lifestyle. The Apple iPod got a boost of the trend towards online music sharing. Between finding white space, which is your differentiation, and getting in front of a parade, which is finding a trend, you have the keys to finding your Zach. So all you need to do then is build a process for building it into a high performance brand. So he then talks through a bunch of different checkpoints. Some of them I'll go into a little bit of detail with and some of them I won't because some of them are a little bit self-explanatory. Checkpoint one is knowing like, who are you? The first step in building a brand is to look inside and see where the raw energy comes from. Checkpoint two, what do you do? So next you need to clarify what business you're in, your core purpose beyond making money. Checkpoint three, what's your vision? Company's core purpose gives it a heading, a direction towards the future. Without a clearly drawn vision, it's very dangerous to empower people. It can only lead sometimes to confusion because people don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're being taken to. Checkpoint four is what wave are you riding? So what trends? The variety of trends is virtually endless since every industry, region, and subculture spans its own trends. Sometimes trends are a reaction to a previous trend. Other times it's just a result of innovation, of something sort of happening, but it's really good to be looking into and to be aware of. Checkpoint five, who shares the brandscape? A brand doesn't exist in a vacuum. The passion, purpose, and vision that drive a company may be virtually identical with those of competitors. So you've probably seen lists of core values that companies publish to help them define their cultures. Checkpoint six, what makes you the only? So that is a sentence that you have to complete. The sentence is, our brand is the only blank, that blank. In the first blank space, you put in the name of the category and in the second one, you describe your Zag. This is just simplifying it into a one-liner that makes it easy for you to execute. Number seven, which is a very important one, is what should you add or subtract? One of the most powerful principles in building a brand is focused alignment. People struggle with it a lot because we as humans like to add elements um, more so than we like to subtract them. We love new initiatives and we hate being told no. The principle of alignment by contrast is best served by extreme focus of self-discipline. Brand alignment is the practice of linking your business strategy to your customer experience, aligning all your company's behaviors behind a clearly articulated zag. In the book, they talk about this exercise called a sacrifice game. In this exercise, teams of participants start with a well-known brand. They decide on what makes it different and desirable. Then they prune back the brand to its core meaning by removing unaligned elements. Only then do teams suggest new elements that might increase, not decrease, the focus of the brand. The rule is simple. If adding an element to your brand brings you into competition with a stronger competitor, then think twice. You may end up wasting energy, confusing your customers in the process. Checkpoint eight, who loves you? Every brand is built by a community. 
not just the community of people inside the company, but as partners, suppliers, investors, customers, competitors, non-customers. Nine, who is your enemy? An enemy is not always a competitor. It can be a different way of doing things. This is very important to know because if you're going to try and zag, you need to know not just, you know, who is the, the few businesses along the road, but also what other alternatives or solutions could people be using instead of using your product or service? One of the biggest issues with positioning as a whole is groups become blind to opportunities when they spend too much time exploiting and not enough time exploring. Exploiting meaning the short-term money-making, driving out variants, replicating the past. It's always good to be thinking of new ways of doing things, of new opportunities, of new tactics, new ways of reaching goals. So that is just a brief summary on the two points of reference in terms of positioning I would love to hear your feedback on how you find it differentiating in the market, whether you've got specific challenges about it or with it. Um, it's something that is built on like over time, really. It's, it's difficult to fast track understanding and knowing how to put your positioning into practice and how to be confident in that because it can be quite nerve wracking. But it's important to remember if we're going to be front and center of our customers' minds, we need to be different in some way, shape or form. We need to be competitive in some way, shape or form. But yes, thank you so much for listening and I'll be releasing another podcast episode next week. 